Green Scene on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more. In the green scene today, how anchovies are stirring up our oceans. Uh, but first, saving the northern white rhino from extinction with no males and only two females left. How is that going to work? We're joined by Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Ruth, good morning. Good morning, Pat. There's no daddy. There's no, well, there's no living daddy at the uh-huh. moment. But yeah, exactly. And, and and this is a little ray of hope, I think, in a story of the rhino, which is really an animal that's in critical danger. There's only about 27,000 rhinos left in the wild anywhere in the world. Uh, there's five different subspecies, but most of them are nearly extinct. There's only tens of them left, maybe 30 or 40. Um, and, and one of them has gone completely extinct. And that's the black uh, 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 the black, um, the white, the northern white rhino. And we call them the white rhino, but actually they're not white. It's the Dutch word for a wide mouth, which is why we call them okay. white. Um, and the, the last northern white rhino, Sudan, he died in 2018. And there's only two rhinos left, Najin and her daughter Fatu. And they are kept under 24-hour armed guard in a nature reserve in Kenya. But before he died, um, the researchers were able to get sperm from Sudan and they have managed to create about 30 embryos which have been sitting on ice for a number of years. <clears throat> but these are very, very precious embryos and we don't know how to do IVF in rhinos. Yeah. Um, so but what about Najin and her daughter Fatu? Would they be young enough and fit enough uh, to have, if you knew how, mm. to plant an embryo in them. And they aren't either. So, so they're, they're either, they're too old and they've had health problems. So they, they are not going to be able to carry a pregnancy. But we only really developed IVF for humans and cattle. And it's quite a different proposition to do it in a two and a half tonne rhino. But over the last number of years, scientists have been working on that. So they've developed the technique to collect eggs. And that's very difficult because rhinos have a very complex cycle of fertility. So now they, they can collect the eggs. They have the embryos but they they hadn't done a successful implantation. But back in 2023 in September, they did just that, not using the northern white rhino embryos, which are so precious, but with a southern white rhino embryo. Now, now the southern white rhino was down to a couple of hundred a few years ago, but with really, really aggressive conservation measures. And did they get a pregnancy? They, they did get a pregnancy here. Now, they got a successful pregnancy. Unfortunately, the mother and the fetus did not survive um, because of all that excess rain in Kenya. There was floodwaters which brought clostridium spores into the nature reserve and they got an infection and they died. But, but nonetheless, the team are not daunted because they've shown they can successfully use a frozen embryo to create a successful pregnancy in a rhino. So who will carry one of these precious embryos from the northern white rhino? So it will be a southern white rhino mum that will have to do that. Um, so at the moment they are looking at to try and get some healthy surrogates. They're keeping them in the same place as the northern white rhinos because what they want to do at once, fingers crossed, if these little babies are born and it won't be until 2026 because it's a 16 month pregnancy and they're planning to do the implantation in the coming months. But if this little rhino is born and, and it'll be the first as they say, the first northern white rhino to hit the ground in 20 years. Um, it will be incredible. But they will want them to spend some time with Najin and Fatu so they can learn how to be a northern white rhino because actually the lifestyles of these two different rhinos are quite different in terms of how they graze and where they live. The, the southern white rhino is more savanna based whereas the northern rhino is in more so, forested so if areas. if this technique works for, for the northern white rhino, 
there are possibilities for other endangered species. Absolutely. I mean, the Javan rhino, there's only about 70 left. The Sumatran rhino, maybe 40. So it could be used for them. And as you say, other kind of big beasts that really their numbers are dwindling very quickly. Um, But of course, this is going to cost a fortune. It's incredibly fraught. And if it's successful, there will be problems with the gene pool because we're coming from a very small number of individuals initially. I mean, the scientists are not daunted by that. They're saying, look, now we have techniques like gene editing. We could potentially create genetic diversity. But of course, wouldn't it be much easier to not let it get to this point? Now, moving on to anchovies, a a species that divides people, certainly in terms of salads. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Some people hate them and some people love them. I happen to love them. Um, But they are busy. They are very busy and doing something that we didn't know that they did before. Um, and this is this is research about ocean mixing from Spain. And it was a team of researchers from Southampton that went down to the coast of Galicia in Spain. And they were looking at what we call vertical ocean mixing. So the ocean exists in layers. We obviously have warmer water that rises to the top, cold water at the bottom. And we have all sorts of different sort of highways going from the top to the bottom with temperature and nutrients and gases moving up and down in the ocean. And we thought most of that happened because of things like temperature, weather, ice melting. But it seems that the anchovies could also be playing a role. Um, So over the two weeks where there was incredibly calm weather, the researchers found a very unusual amount of turbulence in the water. So they could monitor the turbulence. They could see a slight temperature increase in the water, even though the weather was completely stable. And when they scooped out the water, they found something unexpected, which was anchovy eggs. And, and what they were able to identify was that there'd been huge anchovy spawning activity. And like most fish, anchovies, the females release the eggs, the males release the sperm, they mix up together and you get the baby anchovies. But what they found was, or what they're hypothesising is, that there was so much activity going on with one of these massive schools of anchovies that they were responsible for mixing the ocean and increasing the temperature. So they were busy. They were very (laughs) busy. They were hard at it, shall we say. They were hard at it. Now, what is the impact of all of this? I mean, mean, you can't really just catch shoals of anchovies and wait for them to want to mate before or to spawn. No, I think what is interesting is that because before we didn't really acknowledge the role of the creatures in the sea in the in changing the ocean chemistry in this way and it seems to have a particularly a, found, a profound effect around the coast as you'd expect the water shallower so they can have more impact. So I suppose it's all about that delicate balance that we see in nature that everything has its role to play in keeping the ecosystem healthy and now we know that anchovies have this other job apart from decorating our salads. <laughs> Dr. Ruth Raven, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Thank you very much. Green Scene on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more.